The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. You said what you're feeling is juicy joy, juicy joy. Hey, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. You are so deserving of all the joy and juiciness you can stand. I'm Lisa McCourt of Joy School, and this is Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Let's do some joy. Welcome, do joy listeners. I hope you're doing well out there. I love hearing from you, those of you who do that. And I get it. I understand that looking around out there right now, it does not always feel like joy is a readily available option or even something that feels right to pursue for ourselves when there's so much suffering and pain in the world. I get that. I know you've heard me say it before, but I'm going to say it again. My darlings, my listener loves, there is nothing you can do to serve the world that is more powerful than taking care of your own precious light. When you vibrationally jump down into the hole with the problem, there's no one up top to lower the rope. We've talked about it on this podcast so many times. Today will be no different because this is the Vibration Elevation Podcast. And I know every week a lot of you incorporate the home play practice for elevating your own personal vibration. I'm sure you've seen that those simple small practices add up. Tremendous shifts in your personal joy set point can be accomplished by implementing the tiny tweaks that we talk about here every week. And one angle that we rarely discuss is the science behind vibration elevation. So today we are going to talk to one of the pioneering innovators bringing the science to a greater popular understanding. I'm so happy to welcome Craig Goldberg, co-founder of InHarmony. And rather than me attempting it, I'm going to let him tell you a bit about InHarmony before I start grilling him with my burning questions about all of this. Hi, Craig. Hello, Lisa. And thank you so much for having me here. And hello, everyone that's listening. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So happy you could join us. So tell us about In Harmony just right off the bat, and then we'll get into all the crazy true science behind it. Yeah, so In Harmony Interactive is the name of my company, as well as In Harmony Media, which is our record label that drives what we do, the content that drives what we do. And we make vibrational therapy or vibroacoustic therapy technology. So we're a hardware manufacturer, we're community builders, and we are teaching, training, and educating people on the power and impact of sound and vibration on our physiology, on our anatomy, on our neurology, and how we can positively bring ourselves back into harmonic resonance with the resonance of the earth and and just bring our body back into balance in general. I love that. I am the proud owner of one of these products. I can heartily testify that this technology is powerful, awesome sauce. And for today's purposes, I I told Craig we're going to, you know, just like pull back the perspective a bit and dig around in the why, because these amazing things that um, come out of InHarmony are built on scientific principles that are solid at this point in time. Mm -hmm. It's not woo-woo anymore. Regular science now understands that vibrational frequencies constitute literally everything, us, everything we touch and experience, our thoughts, our moods. It's all vibrational frequency. So starting from there, why should we even care about raising our vibration? Yeah, look, it's all, you you hit the nail on the head and, and, you know, science, being based on science, you watch the news of what's going on today and over the last couple of years, there's apparently there's a lot of debate about what is science and what isn't science. And, And the reality is the science and the research does go back 
uh, almost 40 years, just over 40 years, actually, late 1970s, 1979, the original pioneer of vibroacoustic therapy, it's abbreviated VAT, pioneered and began pioneering the research behind the impact of specific frequencies and our impact on our physiology. And that's a little deeper than what you just asked, because the question you asked was really, why should we care about raising our vibration? And here's the reality. Everything in this world is vibration. I'm not saying that because I own a vibroacoustics company. <laughs> I'm saying I'm saying that because the reason I own a vibroacoustics company is because everything is vibration. Everything around us is vibrating, whether it's another person that's sitting next to you on the bus or the train or at your dinner table, and their vibration is impacting you. But also, even that desk, that this desk that's sitting in front of me right now, on a quantum level, atoms, protons, and neutrons, it's vibrating, even though it appears solid to me, which we don't have to dive down that rabbit hole necessarily. But interestingly enough, we, we remember this from seventh grade chemistry class, right? Protons, neutrons, electrons, biology class, how different items on the periodic table, elements on the periodic table, how they interchange with one another by dropping electrons and picking up electrons it's all at, at, a, at that level, it's all spinning, it's all vibrating, it's all moving, and yet so much of this world appears solid to us day to day. And it's this vibration that ultimately falls in and out of whack, falls in and out of what's called harmonic resonance, which is a fancy word to say, I vibe with you, or I'm to be in harmonic resonance with someone else, or to be in harmonic resonance with a crystal bowl, a bell, a chime, a gong, a didgeridoo, insert, insert musical instrument here, the cells of our body uh, from the neck down, we're 70 to 90% water. From neck up, we're about 93% water. And I'm sure all of your listeners are familiar with uh, what happens to water when it's in vibration. I think back to uh, in the movie, what was the dinosaur movie, Jurassic Park, where the vibrations are moving through the floor and we've seen what that cup of water is doing now. That's ripples of vibration that are coming through the ground and ultimately impacting that glass of water and hence that ripple and that drip that flies up and out of it as that monstrous Tyrannosaurus Rex is walking closer and closer and closer. The same thing happens to that water when it's sitting on our technology, when it's sitting next to a violin or a bass guitar or an amplifier that's playing music or a concert. Again, when we're being impacted by sound and vibration, we're mostly water. All of the water in our cells is also being impacted by that. So depending on what types of sounds, frequencies, people, environments you keep yourself in, your body simply entrains to and becomes in to harmonic resonance with that frequency with that vibration so you can either surround yourself with negative vibrations or you can surround yourself by positive vibrations and of course there are many different examples of these things as we go through our day-to-day -day lives fabulous explanation yes that's super clear i love the image of the the water we all can see that and understand how that would affect us being yes. primarily water and these uh, devices that you have orchestrated here for us are meditation aids. So yes. meditation, we all know alone can change your personal vibration. And, yes. you know, I'm always teaching a different form of meditation. I've been doing that since the 20s, with uh, since my 20s with, uh, with TM meditation. And uh, this, I, I feel is so valuable because so many of my joy scrollers really don't like to meditate, don't think that they can meditate, have a trouble just getting into that zone. I have a meditation guide. Any of you listeners who would like the joy school meditation guide, just email me at the website. I will get that to you. But this is such a valuable resource for people who recognize how important and valuable medita meditation can be, but are having trouble accessing it. How did the two come together, Craig? Meditation is this wild thing, right? It's something that, uh, look, I'm 43 years old. I, I have been wanting to meditate for a long time. My professional career, I started working full-time when I was 19. I was working in New York City. If there's one place you need mindfulness and meditation, it's smack dab <laughs> in the middle of Manhattan as you're running around on sales calls and then college at night and nightlife and, and everything else. And, and I knew nothing of this then. 
I've been working within Harmony Interactive, uh, owning and operating for the last six years. So this is a very new endeavor for me. However, even, even before that, I've understood the power of mindfulness and meditation, but it was something that was unattainable for me. So just like many of your listeners, it was something that I couldn't do. Now, I didn't know why I couldn't do it. I didn't know what was actually happening in my brain, and I've had the pleasure of studying that. And that's what we're going to talk about today. It's really the science of mindfulness. What's actually happening in your brain when you do sit down to meditate and be mindful? And, you know, I think a lot of people put this unnecessary pressure on themselves to do something that they've never done before, which is great. Getting outside your comfort zone, the impact that that has on your brain, doing something you've never done before. I mean, there's there's phenomenal uh, uh, examples of what this does in the brain. However, if you don't know the final destination, if you don't know what you're supposed to do, you're, you're sitting down and you're meditating. It's not like, it's not like I can watch you meditating and know what you're doing and know what you're experiencing because you're experiencing it. So get guided meditations absolutely help and your guide and what you're teaching that is one of the best foundational ways to do it because you're focusing on a voice, you're focusing on a guide, you're focusing on the step-by-step of what to do. And that's wonderful. What I found is that I needed something even more than that. I needed something that was fun, entertaining, and would keep me coming back for more. And what I found when I started working with vibroacoustic therapy is that sound and vibration entertains and entrains the brain and the body into the experience. And that's at the foundation of what we do, which is why we created the In Harmony Meditation Cushion. And and I think this will air at some point in July. And by then we should be live on the USPTO. We were just granted a design patent for what we're doing and and the the meditation, the In Harmony Meditation Cushion. So we've got some really exciting stuff that's happening. The reason we even started down this path is because with the Sound Lounge, which we created back in January of 2019, I'm sorry, 2016, When we created the sound lounge and we started working with EEG testing, so that's echoencephalograph, it's a 19 point harness you put on your head. And we were actually looking at what happens in the brain before, during, and after against a baseline when you're on the sound lounge and you're experiencing our tech. And what we noticed was we were entraining the brain into a theta brainwave state. That theta brainwave state is the one of the, it's not the deepest, but it's, it's a very deep meditative creativity happens there rejuvenation happens there we can certainly talk about the different brainwave states um but but that theta brainwave state is that deep meditative it's where you are during REM sleep rapid eye movement sleep it is super restorative rejuvenative and the body is really i explain it as the body is straightening out its desk like all day long you're working, you're throwing things all over the place. You're just putting this here for a second. I'll get to that later. You're going over to something else. You're going somewhere else. At the end of the day, what we need to do is you need to, I guess you don't need to do anything, but best practice would be to straighten out that desk a little bit. If my wife had anything to do with it, she would tell you that my desk is a mess and I actually think it's quite neat, but nonetheless, stacking papers and putting things away and just clearing that workspace so that you can charge the next day. And that's how I equate meditation and mindfulness and having a regular practice is it something you want to do each and every day to make sure you're finding time in that theta brainwave state or alpha brainwave state and you're allowing your your mind to clean its proverbial desk so Mm. to speak and sound and vibration take you there so when we started to notice this through the eeg testing we were doing on the sound lounge dom and i immediately looked at each other dom's my business partner for those who don't know and and i said we got to create a meditation cushion. One, it'll be less expensive, which means more adoptability and a wider range of folks can use it. And second, the meditation marketplace is exploding right now. There are 2,500, there were 2,500, just in in 2021, 2,500 meditation apps were added to the iOS app store. Just to give you an idea of what's happening in that space. And many of them are focused on the spoken word, guided meditations. Some of them are focused on sound and frequency but not many of them, if any, have a technology that's attached to that, have a delivery system that's attached to that, a way to amplify the sounds and frequencies to entrain and entertain the brain and the body and the mind into a meditative state and do so for short or long periods of time. So 11 minutes on our tech, listening to one of our music meditations is enough time for you to drop into that state. More importantly, 
it's a great opportunity for you to teach and train your brain how to drop into that state. So we do quite a bit of marketing online and, and we're constantly posting ads, talking about the benefits, talking about what we do, me posting videos. And, and inevitably there's somebody out there that wants to comment that you don't need a $700 meditation cushion in order to meditate. And, and they're 100% correct. <laughs> and, and I reply back in the comments, like, you're right. You don't. For most people, you can sit down. You don't need anything. Just sit in the middle of a floor, sit on a chair, lie on your bed and drop into that state. But for me, I was stuck in a beta brainwave state. I was stuck in the to-do list. I was stuck in, I need to go, 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 get, get, get. And what I wasn't doing when I was sitting down in a meditative state is I wasn't allowing myself to simply be. I wasn't allowing my brain to drop into alpha and theta or delta. I was instead stuck in what I could other, you know, what else could I be doing right now? What else should I be doing right now? And what else could I be doing to be more productive? When in reality, sitting down and meditate is probably one of the most productive things you can do. It's that little time you take to reset, to give yourself the energy and the edge to charge forward in the middle of the afternoon or in the, or in the evening before it's time to play with your kids and, and be a mom or a dad. Um, so very powerful tech. I know it's a long answer to a short question, but no, but a, a really answer. important part of, of what we do is is showing people how to get there. And I'll just say one more thing, Lisa. We have we have two main people that kind of uh, gravitate towards the inharmony meditation cushion. Somebody who's never meditated before, and somebody that's been meditating for quite a long time and has a regular practice. Both of these groups rave about our technology. From the group that's never done it before, we hear, hey, thank you for showing me the destination. Thank you for guiding me through it. Thank you for making it fun and entertaining and 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 fantastic feedback, right? For somebody that that's never done this before. We also hear from folks that have the 20 year practice. I've been meditating 20 days, 20 minutes a day for for 20 years. And they get on our tech and they tell us the same thing. Thank you for showing me the destination because again. You could be doing it every single day with steadfast dedication and commitment to your practice and yet not know where you're going because you've either never been led there, you've never let your body get there. So the music and the vibration entrains the brain and takes you to that place. It does so automatically. We don't, it's involuntary. We don't think about it. We simply lose ourselves in the music and the music takes your brain and your mind to that place. And then when the music ends, you come back and it's however much longer it was and and you're unbelievably aware of how grounded and balanced and relaxed you feel because the music and the vibration sends a trigger to the muscles in your body to relax. The music and the vibration sends a trigger to your nervous system to drop out of a sympathetic nervous system response, which many of us live within and drop into parasympathetic. And it does so very, very quickly, very, very efficiently and very, very reliably. And the benefits can be felt for days. So it's just very powerful technology. And, and I love talking about what's happening in the brain and the body when we're on our tech because so many of us need it day in and day out. And selfishly, I need it. Selfishly, I'm on my tech almost every day, multiple times a day. If I can't sleep at night, if I'm up and my mind is going, if I roll over like I did this morning at 5.30 in the morning, and I'm like, well, why am I awake? And I'm not going back to bed. Like the crusties are out of my eyes. My eyes are wide open. I'm staring at the ceiling while my wife sleeps calmly next to me. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go go for a run. I'm going to get on the sound lounge. I'm going to go start charging my day. I'm going to go start doing my thing. And here we are. It's now 125 in the afternoon. I just had some food. I haven't even eaten my food yet. It's sitting here uneaten. <laughs> I've had just a little bit of green drink. And, and I still have the energy, the fortitude, the strength, the power, the mental capacity to charge forward and not slow down. And I credit that to having a solid mindfulness and meditation practice. No supplements yet today. Uh, had a <laughs> cup of coffee a few hours ago, which is, which is long gone, actually. Um, so anyhow, it all contributes to having that energy and that strength to push forward. And I have a two-year-old daughter, and there's demands on me for that. And there's a lot. There's a lot going on. I get really excited about this. You're adorably excited. And you painted a, a really beautiful picture of a lot of our lives. That is how life be in this lifey, yeah. lifey place that we're in. And I like that you made the distinction. I think that these uh, 
devices are beautiful for people who have trouble getting out of beta. And I know for myself, I have no problem with that. I, I am one of those who can easily meditate and reach a, a beautiful meditation space without any aids, and I love it. It's yeah. that, um, it, it's, it's you, you can create the vibrational leftover, you know, the, the tingliness that goes on beyond a meditation. You can create that with just a regular meditation. The latest uh, method that I've been having my joy schoolers use is actually a, a kirtan, a kirtan kriya chanting meditation, which I feel produces that even more, moving that energy through your body so that you have that leftover tingle. And, um, and, and this totally creates the leftover tingle, like you're talking about, that can really last for a while. You just you, know, you feel the, the crown chakra and the, the whole energy movement through your body. So it is a bit of a hack, but I think it's true that it will it will train you on how to go there. And that's really, you know, what we want from any meditation practice. I always say it's not about what happens in the meditation practice. It's about what that trains you to do when you're not meditating, when you're in that red hot moment, when the, the drama's unfolding, right? And a part of us knows that we want to disengage from those thought spirals that just are always present for all of us. Anybody who enjoys a glass of wine or drinking of any kind or drugs, the reason that we humans like it is it turns down the volume on that uncomfortable but oh so addictive monkey mind as the Buddhists say, right? And the only problem with doing it that way is it does nothing to train us in the skill. So as soon as it wears off, there's that monkey mind again. So meditation is the way to practice turning down that volume at will, not so that you can do it on the meditation cushion, but so that you can do it later when, when life, right. is, life is here's being the, lengthy. Here's the cool part. I mean, you just hit on, on so many different aspects of it. Um, but um, when you start to get into recreational drug use, and, and I put alcohol, tobacco, uh, recreational drugs, all of that fits in that same environment. You're getting a little hit of dopamine on top of the euphoria of whatever that substance is that you're putting in your body. Uh, the brain, believe it or not, is actually getting more hooked, depending on the substance, of course, on that dopamine hit that you're getting from, from hitting or doing or experiencing whatever you're experiencing. We have users that report getting that dopamine hit from using their sound lounge. We work good with recovery <laughs> centers in a good way, of course. Yeah, in a good way. So they, they report working with recovery and working with individuals that require recovery from some substance that's not positive and replacing that with a sound lounge session and neurostimulation or, or some type of neuroentrainment, uh, neurofeedback and replacing that and getting that same hit then with the sound lounge, with the meditation cushion with our practitioner for sessions after that. So again, replacing those negative habits with positive habits uh, and one that brings the body back into balance, harmonizes the body, relaxes the body. The physical impact of our technology is tremendous. So um, it resets the nervous system, as I explained in about 10 minutes. It sends triggers to uh, calm and relax the muscles. So it's antispasmatic. It stops twitching muscles and muscles that are ready to twitch and fire or even hardened and tightened around an injury that's no longer there. We got folks that use our sound lounge that have I had a golf injury 10 years ago and just never been the same ever since. A lot of times the injury underneath there is gone, but the muscles are still tight and triggered around that injury to protect the body. Sound and vibration sends a trigger to those muscles to relax. And if the injury is gone, if the stimulation is gone or the stimulant is stimulus is gone, uh, those muscles will stay relaxed and, and they'll get, they'll get back a range of motion that they never had before. And since the injury isn't there, there's no pain associated with it. So we've had some pretty miraculous experiences there too. And then the vibration is, in addition to being antispasmatic, it also helps with lymphatic drainage. Uh, our lymph need help to shake out and move. Uh, backed up lymph is, is part of our detox uh, process and, and a backed up lymph can be disastrous to our health and wellness. Uh, and, uh, and then it also helps with um, lactic acid buildup. So a lot of folks use it for recovery uh, athletes and elite athletes are using our technology to get that extra edge, to get back on the field that much faster, to be that much stronger and recover uh, in that much shorter of a period of time. Really powerful. 
You're making a beautiful case for introducing vibration into our bodies. Every week I do give the listeners something to um, bring into their day-to-day lives, something to try out that week, something that, that elevates their vibration. Do you have any recommendations that might be something that's more of a DIY system for just feeling the effects of that kind of vibration elevation? Absolutely. So one of, and, and you pointed to this too, or when you said something, I pointed to my throat and yeah. that is kirtan and, and vibration. Mm-hmm. Uh, just holding my larynx right now or my, uh, my Adam's apple as I'm talking, I feel the vibration from my voice. In fact, just applying some pressure to my throat amplifies the vibration I'm feeling through my hand and, and through the rest of my body as well. So the human voice is by far the most powerful. Um, I have an exercise that, I, that I'd love to share with everybody, and then I have something else as well. We would uh, love that. First, yeah, so the first is try and make the lowest vibration possible and hold it for the longest period of time that you can. Um, and, and play with this a lot. It's, it's best to do it if you're in a room by yourself, although it's also fun to do it in a group of others <laughs> that are yeah. doing it as well. Something to try on the bus ride home or something like that. <laughs> but, but literally just try and and create the deepest and lowest vibration key is not important pitch is not important just allow your body to feel the vibration that your throat is capable of creating and and allow that to feel like and and allow your awareness to come into where you're feeling it are you feeling it in your throat are you feeling it in your arms are you feeling it in any of your torso and your chest and it literally doesn't have to be anything more than the slowest, deepest vibration that you can provide. Women, men, it's, it's not about how low you get. It's simply about you're going as low as you can go. And what I think you're going to find over time is that you can go lower and lower and lower. And just like we can crack this glass ceiling and go higher and higher and higher, you can also go lower and lower and lower. Uh, Kirtan's great. Singing words, great. Satnam is amazing. All of these different practices that have to do with the voice are wonderful. And yet you don't need to know the words. You don't need to follow along. You simply need to hum and do so as low as you possibly can for as long as you possibly can. And it sounds a little something like this. The slowest and the lowest possible vibration that you can do as a great exercise. And what you'll find is over time, you're actually going to go lower and lower and lower. It's free. You don't need a subscription. You don't need to do anything. You simply need to sit there and hum. I'll even find myself in stressful situations and stressful situations with quotes in the air, because what we find stressful today or what I find stressful, you might think is the most ridiculous thing in the world. Like sometimes stressful for me is being behind somebody at the checkout. That's just taking forever. That's asking questions that doesn't have their <laughs> their things together that is looking for pennies or something when I just walk up there with my Apple Watch and I swipe and I pay and I go and I just have one item and you have 15 and yet <laughs> I'm stuck in this situation. Sometimes I'll just sit there and I'll start humming to myself and try and go as low as possible again, feeling that vibration and coming into harmonic resonance with that vibration not the vibration of whatever my brain wants me to think that's anxious and wants to get going because we all have that same thought process in our mind. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. I have a few threads I want to pull on that before we go on, and then I want you to yeah. share more. So I've always been an incessant hummer. I just like hum without realizing it. Like it's annoying to go to the movies so with good. me because I'll hum all through the movie. But I remember um, Deva Pramal said this once. She said that humming creates this circuit of energy, and it actually revitalizes cells and recharges your chakras. That's what Deva mm-hmm. Pramal said once because I always wondered. Because humming is actually a thing. There's a whole book about it, The Humming Effect. Oh. There's like people who, who study this. And, um, you know, I thought I just had this annoying habit and all along I've been recharging my chakras without 
knowing it. But don't you think that like we humans are meant to sing and hum and make noise more than we do? Like how many of us in childhood were told to be quiet? Probably no one escaped that at some point. We get that message and then we create this belief that being noisy is bad. People won't love us if we're loud, but our bodies kind of crave it, right? Remember in the 70s when scream therapy was a big deal and John Lennon and Yoko Ono were doing it and talking about it on all the talk shows? And you don't remember because you're a baby. I remember. (laughs) Well, look, that's the reality. I mean, how many times have we all done that? How many times have you opened up the sliding glass door in your backyard when you're frustrated with something that's going on in your house and just screamed as loud as you could and then closed the door and came back in and you're like, okay, cool. Let's, yeah, what what were you saying again? It does feel really good. Look, not only that release, right? Screaming and obviously saying something loud. There's a vibratory effect that that has on our physiology. And that's what they're talking about in the humming effect. And that's what you're experiencing. And that's what I'm sharing with people is that, again, it goes back to these comments that I get, like, like a sound lounge with a brain tap is $6,300. And people are like, that's really expensive. And I'm like, I'm sorry, that's the cost of manufacturing and profit and sustaining our business. And, and I want my prices to be as low as they possibly can, not as high as they possibly can. There's no premium attached to it. It's just the cost of doing business. Here's something you can do for free. Mm-hmm. And and it's something that's so simple and so easy and here's the other cool part when you're humming for the most part unless you're sitting next to lisa at a movie theater (laughs) you're the only one that's hearing so there's no judgment because you're just (laughs) like whatever the tune is that you want to hum to you can hum to if it's if it's a jingle if it's if it's the A-team, I, I mean, I hum that all the time. Like, <laughs> you want to talk about a childhood hero, 43-year-old male, like the A-team when I was growing up, I'm all... It just, it lights me up. And there's something in your world that lights you up. Hum it. And, and it's just a really simple way to calm and relax your nervous system to take you out of fight or flight and into calm and relaxed because let me tell you there's one thing you're not doing when you're being chased by a saber-toothed tiger and that's humming so it sends (laughs) that signal to your nervous system it really is a signal to send to your nervous system that that allows you to calm and relax because we get worked up about some of the most ridiculous stuff these days that we're not meant to trigger that that systemic response. Right, we're not being eaten by crocodiles. Our nervous system thinks we're being eaten by crocodiles because that's the response, but it's hardly ever the case. It's not, like (laughs) hitting traffic on the way to an appointment that you're running late for, that you're now going to be late for, like the reality is, you call that person, you say, hey, I'm running a couple minutes late. Uh, If not, next time you're gonna leave earlier Mm -hmm. uh, to make sure that you're not in that position. Or, Or, I love it when people call me and tell me they're running late. I'm like, cool, don't rush. I'll see you when you get here. Mm-hmm. I'm just in flow. Mm-hmm. It's all good. No worries, right? I've got. I'm supposed to be doing something else, as you told me, just before, right? I'm <laughs> supposed to be doing something else right now. How am I supposed to fill this time? Sometimes it's just sitting and chilling, waiting, humming. I was, I was, a good I hum. might just hum, right? <laughs> I'm just supposed to sit here and relax and wait for for this person to join me. Um, yeah, so it's, so it's humming, really important. Humming sends that message. That's a, like a comforting signal that it sends. And when you talk about like moving it up from that really low place, um, I I do breath work with Scott Stabile on Tuesday nights, which some of my joy schoolers know about. Scott Stabile Substack, breath work, amazing. And almost always for me, a little bit into the breath work, I'll have this vocalization that is not that pretty humming that you were just doing. It's not pretty. It's from like way low, way down, but I've just settled on this understanding that that's that's some sort of clearing. It's just clearing something totally. out that got accumulated during the week, and it's just a, a release, right? So we can use yeah. it that way. Look, humming, humming for me, first of all, breath work is incredibly powerful. It's another thing that is free, right? So few of us, you have a guide and you're taking care of somebody, granted, but but we all breathe, I try and breathe every single day as often as possible. And yet, until I started doing formal breath work, I had no idea that I was breathing wrong for 35 or 36 (laughs) years, because I started doing this five, six years ago. It's one of these remarkable things. We have so much built up inside us that could be our own trauma, that we just tuck something away and it just sits there emotionally, physically, Um, or frankly, it could be 
not ours. It could be generational. It could be something we inherited from our families, our parents, our aunts, uncles, cousins, grandparents, maybe not our aunts and uncles, but our grandparents and our formal bloodline. Um, it could be something just from shared conscious, conscious, consciousness. It could be something from my bloodline. I'm 94% Jewish. Um, my people have certainly been through uh, some things in their lifetimes. Some of them are, are things that were brought against us and other things that we just put ourselves through as well. And that release doesn't always sound pretty, but it doesn't always sound like it's your own, mm-hmm. right? Like sometimes you'll make a noise and you're like, that wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't <laughs> Craig. Like, I don't know. I don't know what that was. I'm glad it's gone and it's moved on. Look, I'm, I'm super comfortable because I talk about this all the time. I will drop into meditation. Sometimes I will drop onto my sound lounge and my tech and in the middle of it, I will weep like, I mean, like weep, like this is not like tearing up because something happened in a show or there's a happy ending, which happens. I'm, I'm confident enough in my manhood to say that that definitely happens. But I mean, like, like face exploding, snot flying out of the nose, like, 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 I mean, like even just mimicking that right now started to, to catalyze a response in my, it feels really good. If you ask me like, Craig, let's talk about your childhood. I would tell you that I love my parents. They might watch this. They're incredible. They're still married. They're, they're incredible humans. I had a wonderful childhood. I don't have much trauma on that front. However, I know my lineage did. I, my grandmother, my mom's mom just passed. She was 105. Uh, she was 100.5 years old. Mm. She was born in 1919. Okay. And she died in, in uh, just at 100.5, uh, just a, about a, two years ago. And, and I used to talk to her all the time about what it was like to live through the Great Depression. She was 10 years old, right? She was old enough to remember what happened and to talk about World War I, World War II. My grandmother had significantly more trauma in her life. Granted, she wouldn't tell you it was traumatic. She would just tell you that she's living her life, doing what she needed to do, and you just did what you had to do. Um, I would tell you the same thing about me. And yet we have those scars and we need to release those scars and breath work, humming, the sound lounge. We have these experiences where all of a sudden we unhook something, we dislodge something and specifically vibration and sound can be that emotional release and it needs to flow through us. And, um, and a lot of times it shows up as tears. Uh, in my case, weeping is really the only word to explain it. My wife has seen it too. And I've come out of my sound lounge sessions and my wife is standing there just holding space for me. Like that was awesome. Like, right. I mean, this is the household that I live in right now. Right. Sure. Like we're all into this stuff and we're just holding space. And I was like, wow, that was really great. Do you want to hug? And I'm like, yeah, I, I want to hug. Yeah, totally. I totally want to hug. And, and you uh, feel cleansed afterwards. You don't feel like saddened by the crying spell. This was a, a cleansing experience. I feel grounded. I feel focused. I feel light. And, and I feel like I'm ready to take on uh, after I've, pull myself together of course but <laughs> I feel ready that I'm ready to charge blow my nose take care of myself clean myself up a little bit maybe wash my face and I'm ready to charge forward and I feel lighter I feel more focused I feel driven I feel like I have better mental focus and better brain capacity um, yeah it's it's really powerful and sometimes it's coupled with visions like sometimes I'm seeing what I'm processing and I'm knowing that it's not mine people that I don't recognize experiences that I don't recognize things that didn't happen to me other times I'm just completely blank and it just feels really good to come up and out. Yeah. Your, your listeners might be experiencing these same things. There's these spontaneous sessions of, of sadness or what seemingly feels like sadness that might, might not be related to a thought or a thought pattern or experience. It's part of, it, it's part of the human condition. Like there's nothing wrong with you. It's not like you need to run to the doctor and say, doc, what's going on with me? Instead it's, it's just something you got to let flow through you and 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 process. Really cool. It's glad Absolutely. we talked about that. Yeah. No. No. The, the the premise of everything we do at my joy school is that we have this inner core that is one hundred percent pure love, joy, compassion. That is who we are. That's the eternal presence, the consciousness that's watching everything else. And we have all these obstructions to experiencing it fully on a day to day basis. And we can do all sorts of of psychology work energy work to identify and release those obstructions but 
it sounds like through vibration, it's a way to just let them discharge on their own, however they want to come out, whether it's through tears or a sound or when, when I make those weird noises with Scott's breathwork group, it's, um, I I always realize that my, my throat will feel fine afterwards. Like my husband who has to hear it from the other room will be like, you're not gonna be able to talk tomorrow, but no, it wasn't in my throat. It wasn't me making the sound. Like you said, it's, it's just like something that moves through us without really being us or being caused by us. It's really wild. Look, we, we all have this, this negative self-talk. It's, it's uh, a function of our ego. That's not to say it's egotistical. It's, it's the actual ego, the consciousness of our brain, what creates our individuality, what creates time and place, what separates us from, in my opinion, source consciousness. And, and unfortunately, Another function of that, not unfortunately, because it's what keeps you alive. Fear comes from that source. It's one of the places where fear can create. It's one of the places where sadness can can live. And and this negative self-talk that we all have inside our heads, we all have inside our heads, I'll repeat that because I think it's really important, that doubt, that self-doubt, it's something that we all have to persevere and push through. And it's focusing on joy, focusing on the upside, focusing on the success, the goal, the visualization of success is one of the most powerful tools that we have to push through that. And at the same time, allowing ourselves to process negativity, to feel it, but not live in it. Um, and it's, it's, it brings me to another phenomenal concept that I forget exactly who I can credit this to. Um, I'll just take the credit for now because I don't remember who it was. <laughs> Happens but to me all the a lot time. of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's fine. Um, so, so I believe that we are spirits having a human experience, uh-huh. not humans having a spiritual experience on this earth walk. I believe we do this over and over and over again until we figure it out and get whatever life lesson our fractal of of consciousness needs to learn and understand. And that could be thousands of times that we do this walk with um, your brother. Yep. All right. So a lot of people call these meat suits, right? Under that yep. same guise. They're like, oh, these are just meat suits. We're spirits having a physical experience. I actually call them suffer suits. Suffer suits? Because suffer suits. Oh, dear. Yes. Okay. Because I, I, and I understand it's, it's harsh and I get that. But a big part from my perspective and the work that I've done personally and with others, it feels like a lot of the emotions that we come here to feel are, are feelings of suffering. And I don't think there's anything wrong with feelings of suffering, but how long we stay in that is something that's really important to me. Mm-hmm. Feel it, experience it, understand it, and push through it. Mm-hmm. And I believe for a lot of us, look, losing loved ones, um, getting fired for something that had nothing to do with what you did or seemingly something that you didn't do. Like there's so many things that are outside of our control that we own as part of something that might have been in our control when the reality is that nothing to do with us. Um, a drunk driver hitting you and totaling your car and you're okay and he's okay, she's okay, whatever. Um, you were just in your lane, minding your business, doing the speed limit, doing what you were supposed to do. Like, that's it's not your fault. It, you might have been a victim of something that happened, but it's not your fault. And that suffering that comes from it is can be short-lived. And, um, and that's why I call these suffer suits because we're here in, in my perspective to identify that suffering and push through it, to not allow ourselves to feel that suffering, but instead to put it in a perspective, bottle it up and then drift back towards joy. Cause it's so easy to get hooked into those feelings. They can be addictive. The, the chemicals that get released from, from misery are addictive and misery loves company, but joy loves company too. We like to say, of course it does. Yeah, absolutely. Joy loves company. And, and frankly, when you can push through those situations, look, these things happen. All right. I mean, I mean, there's always things that are happening in our world and we can get hooked up and, and focused on the negativity or we can stay focused on on the joy and the positivity and that mindfulness practice that that my company is focused on sharing and your company is focused on sharing keeps us focused on the joy allows us to process and feel those emotions i don't believe there really are any wrong emotions nope. my wife and i have these conversations a lot i'm like look i don't think it's wrong that you feel the way that you feel there's no such thing as a wrong emotion you're feeling it allow it to come up let's talk about it however i don't want to get stuck in these negative emotions. I instead, I want to find the light. Now, how long that is? Five seconds, five minutes, five hours, five days, five weeks, five months, five years. That's a choice. 
And, and that's often comes from understanding and doing the work to understand what you could have done differently, if anything, and what impact that's really going to have on you and how you're going to push forward. And the shorter you can get that timeline, the more joy you're going to achieve day in and day out. And that's not to say that you don't drift back into that, 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 that thought pattern, that, uh, gosh, one of my, one of my nearest and dearest friends lost his father, uh, not too long ago, within the last week. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't imagine what that feels like. My dad is still here. I spoke to him yesterday, right? I, I can't, I can't even imagine what that's like. Um, and I'm not telling him not to feel the emotions that are felt. No, quite the opposite. Like I'm actually giving him space. Like, Hey man, be with your family. I love you. I'm here for you. When you want to talk, you come back to me. And, and it takes us a certain amount of time to mourn that loss. And then at some point you're ready to charge forward and move on. I, I have this very odd, um, I say odd in that it's just different from most people when it comes to life and death, because when I tell you that we are spirits having a human experience, I, I mean it and I understand it. I appreciate it. I've seen it using plant medicines. Um, that is my belief. My grandfather passed, oh gosh, at this point, four years ago, maybe five years ago. And, and the whole family was there and we were all able to be there. And we literally watched, I watched his spirit leave his body. It was one of the most miraculous things I've ever seen. And, um, wow. And of course I felt all the feelings and the feels as my father was talking at the funeral and, and the tears of joy and sadness. And, and why is he not here? And why did he go so soon? And, and he slipped and fell going to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Mm. Okay. Hit his, hit his head, knocked unconscious. The entire family flew in. Um, it was his stubbornness of not using a cane yeah. ultimately. Okay, cool. Grandpa's choice not to use the cane and, and a choice that, that he made and, and a slip and a fall that led to this. It's, it's, it's a travesty. It's a tragedy. I'm not happy about it. My grandmother is now living without my grandfather's presence. And that has certainly weighed a toll on her life and my life. Um, but at the same time, I'm not going to suffer around it. In fact, now I feel my grandfather closer than I've ever felt him. I see him in my daughter. Mm. It's the wildest mm. thing I've ever experienced. My grandfather used to wink at me all the time. My daughter, from the first few days that she came out of the womb and she was sitting, she used to sit right here on my desk in a little jumpy thing that would <laughs> shake my entire screen like like this as I'm trying to be on Zooms. And I'd just look at her like, I love you. You're amazing. And she'd just be bouncing back and forth. And then all of a sudden she'd look at me and she'd wink. Oh my gosh. <laughs> She's like three months old. She uh, can barely control her arms and her legs. And she would like make eye contact with me and wink like my uh, grandfather used to wink at me. I love that example. How cool is that? So right? Cool. How cool is that to, yeah, I used to speak to my grandfather once a week, twice a week, whatever it was. And now I feel like in my daughter, I get to talk to him all the time. Yeah. And I get to feel his energy. Even now, I get to feel his energy looking over me. Yeah. And I know my father would say the same thing. And I know my, grand, my grandmother would say the same thing. Right? We constantly feel his energy looking over us and being attentive to us. So you can be hung up in the fact that something happened and something was lost which it was, or you can be hung up on the joy and the beauty and the perspective of, of, of what the, the circle of life really is. And it's something that we all have to deal with on a regular basis. So life and death is something that, I mean, to have the, the passing of my grandfather and then my grandmother, my dad's dad, and now my mom's mom, and then the, the birth of, of my daughter and to see what comes of that and all of the different emotions that come from it. It's the moments that I take to slow down the moments mm -hmm. that I take to gain perspective and to think about these things. People want to talk all the time about meditation and mindfulness, and I can't turn the mind off. It's because you're stuck on, look, even as I just glanced outside, I've got my vibroacoustic tiles that the, uh, the tarp just came out of. I immediately went, oh, I got to go outside and, and, and move that tarp, right? I could drop into meditation when I want to be in my meditation, and I could think about the tarp I need to move and the front lawn that needs tending to, and the backyard that I need to do, and the, the table that I need to move from. Or I could sit back and I could shower some energy on my grandfather, or my grandmother, or my father, or my mother, or you, or my audience, or my clients, or my business partners, or my staff and my team, and just shower them with gratitude and watch this golden light fall all upon them. Yeah, we have that choice. The difference is, six, eight, 
10 years ago when I was starting this journey, I didn't know that that was the thing I could be doing. I was just <laughs> stuck in the perpetual rat race of, of my mind of what I need to get done instead of going through and showering people with gratitude and appreciation and, and revisiting things in my life that meant something to me. You know, mindfulness and meditation, it's not about clearing your mind. It's about allowing your mind to flow and for thoughts to flow in and out and for you to focus on things that you want to focus on. And through that practice comes this, this grace, this gratitude, this appreciation, this, this golden light that starts to hover around everyone and everything that you're seeing. Maybe not everyone, but most people have this golden light that's, that's sitting around them and this beauty and this shimmer that life takes on. And it's through that mindfulness practice, it's through the slowing down that allows us to speed up. Um, and uh, it's just this really beautiful practice that I know you're sharing with the world and, and I'm trying to share it with the world, not trying, I am sharing with the world uh, in a very beautiful way. And I'm sure when you first learned about that option where you could shower people with this golden light, it wasn't your default setting. You practiced it over time. And that's Absolutely. really all it is. People think like, oh, well, somebody has that skill and I don't have that skill. It's just committing to doing it and practicing it again and again. That's it's it. Like it's like golf. It's yeah. practice. <laughs> it's like being a doctor. It's a practice. It's something they're constantly working on. Meditation is a practice. Yoga is a practice. Even the yogi masters that have been doing this for 40 years, they would still call it a practice. Oh, yeah. And it's the same with meditation and mindfulness. It's practice is something you continue to do. There's no meditation competition. Right. It's not like I'm practicing and I've got a competition this weekend. You're, you're just perpetually practicing, perpetually getting better, per perpetually improving upon your last mark. You're not improving on my last mark. I am improving on my last mark. And, and we ebb and flow in and out of that too. I'll have sessions where even on my tech, I'll have sessions where six, seven minutes into it, I'm like, mm -mm, not happening right now. Nope. Mine's I'm going to go, I'm going to go take care of whatever it is that's in my mind right now. And I am going to get to the backyard or I am going to cover that, or I am going to do these other things that I'm going to do. Um, and then there are other times where I'm down there for what I think would be five or 10 minutes and I'm in for 40 or 50 or an hour. Sometimes I wake up four hours later and I'm like, Huh. <laughs> Must have needed that. Right. It's oh, it's dark out. <laughs> it was it was noon. <laughs> you know, like I just lost an entire day, and and you're right. I must have needed that. And and you have just outlined the the perks, the benefits of putting in that commitment because it's not always going to feel easy or feel wonderful right off the the get go. Maybe if you have this special technology, it does. But for most of us, it's a an acquired taste. And but totally. the the benefits are so huge, as you just said. And we we always talk in joy school about the joy is not exclusive to happiness. You can feel joy in grief or in sadness or in anger. It's just the the allowing fully of the emotion with no resistance and no judgment to it. And that's the kind of mindfulness that will just be the natural extension of the, the practice that you're outlining here. For the, for the listeners, I just want to clarify because we were a little loosey-goosey on the home play. What y'all are going to do is this week, maybe commit to a week-long practice of humming or singing for a set amount of time each day. Yes, it could be the shower or the car. I know that's where we all feel like we uh, do this the best. And just notice the feeling of the vibration in your body. Just hum or sing with that intention to notice it. Notice how long it lasts even after you stop singing or humming. That's going to be your home play, y'all. Just wanted to make sure we put a little bow on that because we kind of got away from it. It's very, very, very specific. I love that. <laughs> yes, the clarification is super good. You know, what your listeners won't see when they're playing back this podcast is as you were sharing prior to <laughs> tying a bow around that, I don't know if you even noticed, did you see my eyes uh, start to swell up? No. Um, so just as you were talking about finding joy in grief, finding joy in mourning, finding joy in, I immediately started to think of the positive sides of, of my grandmother who, who recently passed, going to the Met game with her, sitting in her apartment in Little Neck, Queens, going for walks with her, the joyful side of, of, do I miss her? Of course I miss her. 
and yet she was here for a hundred and a half years. Mm -hmm. She lived her life. And the last few years, as wonderful as they were, they were a struggle for my mom, my aunt, my uncle, and for my grandmother. She wasn't loving life, almost being near stuck in her apartment, walking in the hallway because it was too snowy outside because she lived in New York and she needed to walk every single day to get her hips going and get everything moving. The quality of life is, is everything. And, and as we get into those age brackets and we push, I'm going to live to be 150 years old. I talk about this all the time. Okay. I'm I think 43 years old. I'm coming up on my third of a life. <laughs> uh, and, and, and I don't want it to be where I'm in a hospital bed or I can't move. It's going to be vivacious. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be with the same levels of energy that I have today. And that's my mentality. So my mentality is I've got to take care of this body. Because I've got another 107 years in this body and people look at me like I'm freaking nuts. And I love that because that's the mentality that I have. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, base jumping and, and doing crazy things. I might not do so much crazy things as I used to do when I was a kid because I got this long-term mentality on it. But at the same time, I'm ready to charge it and I'm ready to go and I'm ready to do it. But I'm but it's this longevity that I'm looking forward to, to make better decisions today. And this is one of my sayings. I want to, and I think everybody agrees. I want to feel better today than I did yesterday and better tomorrow than I did today. Mm, and yep. as long as I can continue moving in that direction, because we all start wherever we start and we're all moving towards a particular goal. So your health and wellness journey is not my health and wellness journey and comparing your health and wellness journey to my health and wellness journey. That's that social media thing looking at everybody's perfect life when in reality it's not that perfect and i'm not perfect either you might catch me eating gluten and dairy even even though i know it's not <laughs> yeah. good for me and it's not good for you and it's, but i still might have a piece of new york pizza every now and again right i'm not perfect but yet i know that i'm playing with that but that's the exception it's not the rule and um and taking that practice and starting wherever you're starting and working your way towards the magic and just dedicating and committing to yourself that you're going to work on that magic each and every day is the start. And, um, and it's really just between you and yourself to sit down and begin that practice. And, um, and if I can help along the way, I'm, I'm eternally grateful to do so. That is the perfect wrap-up point. Thank you so much, Craig. You can find Craig at inharmony.com. I am in harmony. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the website That's is okay. I am in I-A-M-I-N-H-A-R-M-O-N-Y. I am in harmony.com. As you can see, there's much more to him than a vibrational acoustic device salesperson <laughs> very no very i'm not much. here to sell anything that's the beauty of it i just want to teach train and educate i want people to know about the power of mindfulness and meditation and i want to know that there i want them to know that there are tools that can help you to biohack that process if you need it yeah absolutely thank you so much i appreciate your time today wonderful connecting you're very welcome thank you lisa bye everybody Joy comes in many flavors, but they all start with you being full on glorious you. If you'd like some personal love and support along your joy journey, find me at lisamccourt.com. And as you do your joy this week, remember that you elevating your vibration elevates the vibration of everyone around you and ultimately elevates the vibration of all humanity. Thank you for being a valued member of the team that's bringing more love and joy into the world. We need you. I'll see you next week for Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Much love.
Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.